Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. Now, this month I'm doing a special Women in Leadership series, and this is the first episode in the series, and inside the huddle with us is Liza Huber. Liza has been on the show before, and Liza is an entrepreneur, an award-winning cookbook author, a wife, a mom of four, and she's the CEO and founder of Sage Spoonfills. After spending 10 years starring as Gwen Hotchkiss on NBC's Soap Opera Passions, Liza transitioned into entrepreneurship, and she's been widely featured in the media on shows like Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, Hallmark, Home and Family. Liza was also featured by Forbes.com in their Female Entrepreneurs Rocking the World series. And she's been featured in many other publications, podcasts, and she does quite a number of speaking events each year. Having built a globally recognized brand from the ground up, Liza loves sharing her experiences with other entrepreneurs. And again, I loved having her on the show before. And so I knew it was a no-brainer to have her back on the show for this special Women in Leadership series. Liza, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that lovely welcome. I'm so happy to be speaking with you again, Jennifer. Yeah, it's great to be back here with you. I know it's been about six months since we did our last episode. And I figure let's just start this one off jumping into how have things been going for you, your kids, your family and your business over the last six months going through this pandemic? It really has been such a wild ride for all of us, both personally and professionally. Um, on the home front, it's definitely been wild. I feel like we've been on a summer vacation that has been the longest ever that it's never ending, you know, since mid-March. Um, I have four children, so I do feel very lucky that they have each other to play with. Um, so that's been very helpful. Uh, but they miss school and I'm not a teacher. God bless teachers. It, I just, I've always had such tremendous respect for them, but now on even an even deeper, greater level. Um, you know, we're looking at starting the year uh, online again, and I'm going to be turning my my office because I have my personal office is very close to our home, turning my office into a school because I, I feel they really it's so helpful for them to have that motion of getting dressed and going somewhere. So we're going to do that. Um, and as far as the business goes, it's been it, it's been interesting what I'm seeing for us and then also what I'm seeing around it's it's almost like feast or famine right now i mean there are companies having such an incredibly difficult time and is absolutely heartbreaking and devastating and then there's the other side of the coin companies are really exploding because maybe they've already had a big footprint in e-commerce like us uh for us we are mealtime products for kids and family so a lot of people have been you know of course staying home and cooking a lot more and so for us sales have been through the roof um more than I could ever imagine, especially during a pandemic. And for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. And it's actually allowed me to create two full-time jobs uh, as well. As, so, so, so that's really great. And I'm very, very grateful for it. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that things are going so well in your business during this time. And you're right, it it is very sad to see so many businesses struggling. Uh, There are some that are thriving, but it's just very heartbreaking to to see businesses go through this time. And we don't know how long this is going to last. Absolutely. It's uh, it's it's just a different. It's been a difficult year. Twenty twenty has been uh, just across uh, so many different levels. So share with us what what lessons have you learned or, or have really uh, been solidified in your mind just going through all of this uncertainty and uh, in twenty twenty. I've always believed that being resourceful and being resilient are two of the best, most important qualities both personally and professionally. And I've absolutely been faced with some very interesting challenges uh, over this time um, professionally. And the lesson learned is the answer is there. The answer is there. Just close your eyes and think about it. Like be resourceful, be resilient. You can figure it out. Uh, We've absolutely gone through huge changes both good, bad and ugly during this time. And it's really resilience and resourcefulness. You know what? And the attitude like, I'll figure it out. I'm just going to figure it out because there's no alternative. You just, you figure it out. So my biggest lesson is like, be resourceful. You know, you know more people than you think. You have more solutions than you you realize. There's more available to us than we realize. And and I've really utilized my resourcefulness during this time to, to get through it even though it's been a big growth time and I will, and I'll share with you a prime example. So we have um, a lot of SKUs, probably, probably 36 different products, the majority of which come to us consumer ready in the beautiful box ready for the customer. But we have five items that require some assembly, for example, putting lids on the baby food jars, packing the labels, taking all these individual products and putting them into a kit, so to speak, that's ready for the consumer. And historically, we've always had this wonderful team of special needs adults to do that assembly for us. But even though they're a business, they are technically considered a school. And when school shut down mid-March, our assembly team shut down as well. And I was faced with the immediate problem of, oh my gosh, 80% of our revenue comes from these five particular items. What am I going to do? So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, do we have the product shipped to me? Uh, uh, who can I hire? What can I do? And of course, this with this pandemic and the shutdown was so new for everyone. I said, you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it. Sure, seven people have been doing it for six years, but I'll do it. I just went down and I started assembling and I stayed there for 10 days, uh, just kind of figuring it out. And I, I'm still going down because they're still closed and I'm still going down. And I've hired people to help me, uh, recent college graduates who were, of course, having a difficult time finding employment um, in this situation. So I actually have a team of college graduates who have been helping me, but I've still been going down to New Jersey every single week since mid-March while we adjust. And the lesson I've learned from that is you know, resourcefulness, resilience, the 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 well, I'll, I'll just do it. I'll figure it out mentality. And then also it, it's been an opportunity to see, you know what, how can I streamline manufacturing? So these particular products come in ready to go and we, and we omit the need for assembly in total. So, um, big lessons learned and able to provide some jobs, uh, in the interim as well. Well, I love that story because it's about resiliency, like you mentioned, and resourcefulness, and you just figured it out, right? You Unfortunately, you had this resource that was no longer available to you to help with the assembly. So you said, you know what? Let me get in, you know, and get in the weeds and just get it done. And I think that's so important is 
no matter whether you're an entrepreneur or you're working in the in the working world, the corporate world, when these problems arise, it's about figuring it out, taking a moment to to breathe first, like remind yourself it's going to be okay, and then figuring out what do you need to do. Who can you pull in to help you to fill that gap that you may now have? Yes, you're 100% right. And just because I'm the CEO, it doesn't mean I'm above getting in a 15 foot U-Haul truck and driving down there and doing it myself. I mean, you know, that's a very important lesson. I mean, no one is above or below any job in their company. It's so important, especially as the CEO or another or another C-level position to have your finger on every level of your business to really understand what's going on. I mean, the amount of data I've been been able to gather and the changes I've been able to make are tremendous. So I'm grateful that this kind of snafu sort of happened. So I was able to really think through solutions that will ultimately benefit the company and going forward. Well, I love that approach because I think everything does happen for a reason. Even though this pandemic is not fun, there are lessons that we can learn from it and there are opportunities that we can use, not just business opportunities, but opportunities for improvement, rethinking the way we're doing business, shifting to more efficient operations, for example, more innovative concepts. It's been a really good opportunity just to think about how can I shift my business and what I'm doing to be better. So talk to us about how do you keep your employees, your teammates motivated during this time? So I think, you know, I think about for myself, what keeps me motivated? And something that I find so important is people want to feel appreciated. You know, people want to feel like the work they're doing for the company is is appreciated. So you know, that's I, I always make sure my teammates know how grateful I am to have them to have them with us and the hard work they do, you know, and of course there's, you know, extra spot bonuses when people go above and beyond and gifts to say thank you, you know, surprise things, just make making people feel appreciated. I think there are a, too many business owners who have more of um a sense of entitlement sort of a thing. Like uh, my employees are lucky to have me. I'm not lucky to have them when it's, it's really, it's really mutual. And I think every, I, I think that the employees need to be doing their, their best work and the, the CEOs and the business owners need to let those employees know when they're doing a good job and that they're appreciated. I think that's important. That's one thing that was always a focus for me when I was working in the corporate world. I don't have any employees currently in my entrepreneurial journey. Not yet. I'm working on that. Uh, But I've always made sure that I let people know how much I valued and appreciated their hard work. And it didn't have to be anything fancy. It could be a simple thank you note. I would write hand note thank you cards. Absolutely. I would send emails. I would give gifts as well, but people don't always want gifts. They just want you to to show that you care and that you appreciate. 100%. 100%. So I think I think that's great that you're doing it to those listening. If you are a leader in a, a company, if you run your own company, please make sure you're taking care of your people because it's even more critical now during this time as we're still trying to figure out what the world's going to look like as we uh, end the the year. So talk to us about, I want to take a step back and talk about your early days founding Sage Spoonful. So you had this great acting career and then you made the decision to transition into the world of entrepreneurship. Talk to us about what sparked, I know we've talked on the show before about it, but share again with our listeners, what sparked you to do that transition and what were those early days like for you? I really think that the decision was sort of made for me. I mean, I'm a big believer in 
you know, leaving yourself open for life surprises and, and, and for the road that life really wants to take you on and not fighting it. I mean, like you said, I was on Passions for, for almost 10 years. It was so much fun and, and some of the best years of my life. I just wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But when the show went down, you know, you're forced to make some decisions. And for me, I was uh, five months pregnant with Brendan, our second child. And I did have every intention of going uh, back into TV, you know, probably daytime again um, once Brendan was born. And But then he wound up being born um, nine weeks premature and fighting for his life in the NICU for six weeks. And that was just life telling me, you know what? Game changer, you know, so uh, do something else. And I just I did not. uh it wasn't in, in his best interest or my best interest to for me to leave him in the care of anyone else. I mean, he was really very sick and needed a lot of he needed from me so much more than love and affection. He really needed his mother there with him 24 seven for survival once he was released from the NICU. So that was kind of my 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 aha moment that my life is going to take a different turn. And um, I had had the idea for Sage Spoonfuls two years prior to that. So once Brendan was home and stable, it was about six months after he came home from the hospital, I sat my husband down and I said, you know, I've had this idea for a while. Um, unbeknownst to you, I've done hundreds of hours of research and there's there's a big hole in the market. What do you think of this? And he and another family member threw me some, some seed money to get started. And um, what really started out as a passion project and um, uh, kind of a indie mom product to make lives better, like really within six months became a pretty major player in the, in the feeding space. And we launched in Bye Bye Baby nationwide literally six months after the product launch. So it, it wound up growing into something beyond my wildest dreams. And that happened because I didn't fight the change. I mean, 10 years ago, if you would have told me that manufacturing and talking about the the process would, would, would be my true passion, I'd say you were crazy. But I drive my friends crazy because I talk about, I bore them with manufacturing. But I now have a very dear friend who loves to talk about it as much as me. So I get it out that way. <laughs> there you go. And I love that you say, you know, to always be open and don't resist the change. I mean, I was in the corporate space for two decades. i I always thought I was going to be a Fortune 500 senior executive. The goal was to be a Fortune 500 CEO. And that was the path. And I was happily climbing that path. And then my dad passed away very unexpectedly. And that was the event that changed my life and really forced me to do reflection and think about what was more important than just building a corporate resume. And so that's, and then I left a couple of years later to uh, focus on the Move the Ball brand. And we have this podcast now. Um, and it's been a fantastic journey. I'm still in entrepreneur year one, but it, it's been great. I've made some great connections. I've had some awesome opportunities and I've loved just where it's taking me. And so it was, again, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur. I always thought when, when I got my MBA, I had a friend that uh, he was very much serial entrepreneur. And I was like, oh, Jeff's awesome. I'm on this corporate path. And so to, to be on the path now, it's been it's been an interesting shift, but I'm loving it. Fantastic. Love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. So can you share with us some advice that uh, if someone's thinking about doing an entrepreneur uh, road or maybe making a change in their life, what are some pieces of advice that you would share with women that are maybe thinking about having a transition? There's two pieces of advice. The first one is go with it. Don't fight it. If you feel it, 
go with it there, and just start because there, there's never a right time. You never have enough experience. You never have enough money. You never have enough planning. I mean, just start because if you don't start, someone else is going to come up behind you and they're going to do it. So plant your seed and get working on it right away. And my second piece of advice is don't let the nose make you feel down or discouraged because it's the nose that you receive that lead you to the right yeses. So let those no's lead you to positive change, to moving in the right direction. And don't, you know, let them encourage you. Don't let them discourage you. You need the no's to lead you to the yeses. I love that. Absolutely. When you listen to any successful entrepreneur, they talk about all the no's that they've had before they got those big yeses. And even after you've gotten your big yeses, you're still getting a whole slew of no's. It's just no one, no one ever gets all yeses and no one became successful by getting all yeses. It's just, it's the, the no's are important and the no's aren't bad. Right. Yes. A, a friend of mine once said, he did a TED X talk too about rejection and how rejection and the nose are really just a redirection for you, you know? And so too many times people get caught up in, I've been rejected in those negative emotions. And I think if you remember that no's are part of the journey to yeses, then it's easier to let those go and keep continuing on. So true. What I want to do now is I want to do my lightning round. For those that have listened to the show, I used to do a two-minute drill. But for the special series, I wanted to do something different. So we're calling it the lightning round. Still seven questions. Are you ready? Ooh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. All right. First question is, what book are you reading or podcast are you listening to right now? So I have been since March spending so much time in the car. I mean, it's four hours for me from uh, where I live to go to the warehouse and back. So I have been on just podcast listening mania. And I'm really on this true crime podcast kick. And I've been listening to morbid, morbid podcasts a lot and crime junkie. Gotcha. I, I have not listened to any crime podcasts. I, I like to watch segments on TV on it, but I'm going to have to check out some of those. I love them. They keep me going these long days. <laughs> there you go. All right. So next question is, I, I believe that it's important for us to take timeouts in life. So share with us, what do you do to decompress and relax? I started working out again. I actually turned um, a big area in our garage into a workout area for me. And um, I've been doing uh, FaceTime garage workouts with uh, my trainer from New York. And it's been a blast to see him and to reconnect and also to move some some weights around and, and start to feel stronger again. I feel so good and decompressed after moving some weight around. That's great. And I've seen you post on Instagram about your, your garage work. Oh, man, I tell you what, I'm still trying to lose those quarantine pounds. I mean, all a pie a day, you know, eventually it's going to catch up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. My next question is, who has been an influential woman in your life? Oh, there have been so many um, wonderful women in my life, particularly my friend Kate Anderson, who's co-founder of iFundWomen. I mean, Kate, I have sincerely never met a um, a more just vocal and phenomenal supporter of women in business in my life. You have a question in the middle of the night, you need a connection. I mean, she is there. She is a people connector. She is just a helper. She is, she is just incredible. Um, and she's become a very, very dear friend. Um, so a big shout out to Kate Anderson uh, and iFundWomen. Oh, that's great. Uh, next question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach or a mentor? 
to really trust my instincts to yes, to, to know what's around, to know what your competitors are doing, but to really trust my, to, to then put it away and trust my own instincts so I can keep my own voice on the brand, you know, and not be um, a copycat. Yeah, that's a great uh, piece of advice to stay true to your instincts, to what you want to do with the brand and remain authentic and unique, if you will. Yeah. How about I'm going to flip it now. What's the best piece of advice that you would give somebody? The best piece of advice I can give someone is don't let other people's lack of enthusiasm dull your shine. You know, if you're pitching something to someone or if someone on your team is not quite as enthusiastic or, 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 or someone is not enthusiastic about you, your idea, your brand, you know, don't let them dull your shine and your mission because not everyone's going to get it. Not everyone's going to get your brand. Not everyone's going to get you. Not everyone's going to get your business. And that's okay. But there are a lot of people who are. And if you let someone who doesn't get it dull your sparkle, then you're just going to you're going to fade. And that's that's not OK. So, you know, if someone doesn't doesn't see it, fine, move on. But don't let right. them dull your shine. No way. That's a that's a great piece of advice. And then my last oh, two last questions for you. What is something that most people don't know about you? I'm really a big homebody and I would rather be home with a glass of wine and like watching reruns of the Golden Girls than like being out. <laughs> just like so I just love being home, which actually works out during these COVID times. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So you're not feeling that uh, need to to be out and about all no, the time. No, a walk around the block will do it for me. Now that's out and about for me. Gotcha. All right. My last question is, if you were stranded on an island and you could only have one thing to bring with you, keep in mind, you have all the technology and tools necessary to survive. What is the one thing that you would want to have with you? I think it would have to be something Golden Girls related because to me, like, I don't really drink. I don't do any drugs, but the Golden Girls is my vice. It keeps me calm if I'm stressed on my island. As long as I have something Golden Girls related, I, it can be a device where I can watch the Golden Girls. It can be like Golden Girls picture. I don't know anything. They just, they just zen me out. So like, I don't know, a Golden Girls puzzle, anything. Maybe that would keep me like <laughs> occupied on my island. <laughs> a 10,000 piece Golden Girls puzzle. <laughs> there you go. That was a, such a great show back. Uh, it's an older show, but I used so to old. I was a little girl. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that was a great, uh, great show. Those ladies did a fantastic job on the show. Um, all right. So as we end the show, what is uh, any last thoughts that you have for our listeners and also let people know how they can follow you and continue seeing you on your journey? I guess a final thought is really about resourcefulness. I mean, there's so many things that can be very intimidating and scary about being an entrepreneur, whether it's knowledge. I don't know about that or, or or it's financial. I mean, so much of it is financial. How am I going to get funding? Uh, my credit score isn't that great or this is scary or I don't want to borrow money from family or, uh, you know, all the investors are turning me down. You know, th in this day and age, there are so many options and I cannot speak highly enough about iFundWomen for, for female-owned businesses and they also have iFundWomen of color. So if you are a female entrepreneur, please, please, please look into them. They are the most spectacular crowdfunding um, platform and coaching platform for women in business that I've ever seen. Um, and for me, you can, you can find me on Instagram at Liza Huber uh, and Sage Spoonfuls. We're at Sage Spoonfuls and that's where you can find us. 
Great. And we'll be sure to put those links in the show notes. We'll also put the link to iFundWomen. So ladies, you can check that out as well. And Liza, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. Always a real pleasure to talk to you. Great. And thanks to everyone for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.